Hello and welcome to Stories from the Crisper Drawer. This is season one, season three, sorry, episode one, recorded February 11th, 2020, or 2020 as it should be called. The audio only pickle because there's still no video camera and no streaming content coming on. Soon, soon, my friends, uh, soon. So today we uh, will be discussing the uh, Super Bowl, Kansas City's victory there. Um, the XFL's launch last weekend. Video games I've been playing recently. Recently, uh, a trip I took in January. Uh, some things I'm thinking about uh, the legal system in Canada, specifically uh, Calgary Police and the check stops and the mandatory alcohol searches. And then we're gonna go talk a little tiny bit about the coronavirus, which now has a new name, and uh, I gotta find out what that name is called now. What are they calling it? And then um, I have a new dog, which I don't know if I brought up on any of the last podcasts. I, I think I said I was getting one, but I'll talk to him about him. Um, Warcraft 3 and Blizzard, Anthem and EA, and next weekend's projects going on. So let's, uh, let's just get straight into it. I am trying a slightly new um, setup here uh, just for my own fun of it but uh let's go let's go straight into it um so so the first weekend of february which was almost two weekends ago practically now um one and a half weeks ago you know february 2nd so yeah a little bit a little bit in the past we had the super bowl kansas city chiefs versus the san francisco 49ers and it was a really good game i'm happy that kansas city won i was i was really rooting for them actually in the long run um, not that I wouldn't have minded, uh, the 49ers to win. I just thought Patrick Mahomes deserves, uh, his first ring. And it's cool that he finally got it. Uh, that, um, after only like what three years he's been in the NFL, almost four years, like he hasn't been in for a long time and he's been playing really well. Garoppolo's a little bit older, so he's got more time and he already had two rings with, um, with, uh, with being the backup for, um, New England. So, not saying that Garoppolo doesn't deserve to win it on his own, and heck, he made it that far. Hopefully, uh, some things don't get shaken up to next year, and his team just keeps going, and they have actually a good uh, good run next year. You're going to get to it again, and all the best to all the players. Halftime show, it was good. It wasn't really for me, but at the same time, Shakira and J-Lo were never really artists that I put any interest in. So, it was entertaining, um, I can see slightly where the controversy comes from, but I don't really give a crap about that. It seems like every two or three years there's a complaint about wardrobe and all, how it looks too sexualized. It's like, well, Adam Levine did it last year, and you know him shirtless is like, oh, that's that's not sexualization. Well, it's because women like Adam Levine and men like Shakira and J Lo, so it's always that thing. And and I think all these controversies are always. It's not like every single channel is only running the Super Bowl. You have the right to choose if you're going to watch the Super Bowl or not. You don't have to watch it. So that's kind of like, it's a non-controversy. If you were forced to watch it, okay, I maybe would side with you on that, but you're not. And then, last weekend, Kend, the, uh, on February 8th and 9th, we got the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Extreme Football League, uh, bankrolled by Vince McMahon and the WWE, and that was 
like I watched the three games. I watched the second game Saturday and both games on Sunday. That was really good football. I, it's not NFL quality yet, but granted, that was the first game of the first season, and, and they only had like four weeks to prepare for it. So really, for what they were doing, it looked really good. Um, the style of the ki- the kickoffs were were great, as ninety percent of them had kickoff return attempts. Um, Punting field goals, no, no point after the point after system was pretty cool. I hope that we see more people uh, use that in the future games. I hope we really get like the full season we deserve. That it, it continues for another season. We see more teams and more people playing, and with some of the rules, maybe eventually transition to the NFL. But right now, the rules that are in the XFL it looks pretty damn cool. It was really fun to watch, and the fact that so many um, NFL r- players retired and. Uh, retired players and uh, personalities are actually rooting for it just because it's more football. It, it just seems like a cool thing. Like Troy Aikman was at the Dallas game, and um, Pat McAfee was covering covering the Dallas game from the sideline. He discussed how that wasn't the best role for him. Like that he just talks. He doesn't want to have to oh sit there and wait for a break for us to talk. Um, Greg Olson of the Carolina Panthers was uh, one of the one of the play-by-play commentators um, for the late game on Saturday, and he uh, Greg actually uh, I thought he was actually really 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 good. I was I I didn't know he moved into that, but heck, cool for him. That was really cool. Um, I thought it was really really fun. Like it was it was a good thing to watch. And anything again, anything that gets more football longer in, on TV and more things to watch is just always fun. Uh, you know, college football is always fun to watch. Um, NFL is always fun, but now we've got like a really good intermediate between the two. It's more on the XF, the NFL level, and that's just you know it's in February, March, and April. What's not to love? What's not to love? So, there. Uh, that's my feelings on it. Um, let's see the video games I've been playing. So I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Empire at War with some mods. I bought it on Steam. Again, I have a disc copy, but it's just the convenience of moving it onto multiple computers, specifically since I have a laptop that does not have a disc drive. I'm sad that we're losing the disc drives. But I understand why, just because of how large these files are getting. It's crazy how big these games are getting and how powerful they are, and yet Empire War is an old game. game, but just how... like. New games are like, you know, 50 to 100 gigs and stuff like that. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. And just been doing that. Been watching a lot of funny videos recently, um, which are totally time-wasting videos, but I don't care. <laughs> I just like having fun. Um, apparently the the Oscars were on Sunday. Eh. Not really. I didn't watch them, so I'm not going to report on them. Other people have. Other YouTubers, other culture experts have reported on them. So I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna leave it up to them. Just gonna say they happened. I've been playing some Borderlands Three. Um, found out that Westworld. Oh no, West Woods, Westwood Studios. Their Blade Runner game is available on GOG. That's awesome. That is like just freaking awesome. Haven't bought it yet, but will be buying it. And GOG, the return policy, their quality games. Like, that's going to be great. Like, that game was lost almost. That was almost lost. And they've brought it and they make it work on current systems. That is awesome. Like, fucking... Just fucking awesome, man. Really have to play that game. Because I didn't understand. Like, I remember having it on my Tiberian Sun... Um, like, on on Tiberian Sun. Uh, Command Cover Tiberian Sun. It was one of the... 
Um, no, it was on Red Alert. Red Alert Aftermath's uh, uh, sneak peek and teaser, teaser trailer, um, trailer option where you could watch that. It was on that that it was displayed on, and I was thought, oh, I should play this. I had no idea like what what that was. Now I get it, so now I actually want to play the game because it's a it's a it's a storyline that goes concurrent, like it, it's parallel of Deckard's uh, Deckard's um, you know Harrison Ford's character in the movie. So it's like really freaking cool. Um, yeah, playing that. Um, I haven't really played too much else recently. I've had an urge to get back into Arma, but haven't really uh, moved that way yet. Gonna play some more Minecraft this week with my buddies, but time has sort of just always been collapsing on me. Every single time I think, oh, I got time to play games. It's like, oh, nope, I feel tired. I'm busy. So, you know, it's just unfortunately part of the reality of being an adult. Uh, but it is what it is what it is. I, um, I'm not mad about it. I, I, I could be, but what would be the point of that? Um, watched, uh, watched some video of, uh, Sniper, uh, the Sniper Elite zo- Zombie Army 4 recently. I'm considering watching it all and maybe playing it myself. I don't know. It seems like a cool thing to watch. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll see how I go with that. I I might decide to. I might not. What else? Uh, oh yeah. So in January, mid January, uh, I went down to Las Vegas with my father to go to the International Builder Show, part of the um, the National Ho- North American uh, National Association of Home Builders. Sorry, NAHP Las Vegas. So we saw some cool designs. Really didn't see a lot of security features like safes, uh, advanced lock systems. We did see some like hidden cabinets and um, stuff like that, which was cool. But it was like you know there was only two or three booths that really displayed that. Kind of shocking how little there was. Tons of shower and bathroom fixtures like that made up the majority of the floors. Um, obviously, that's where people have the most decision making is in their showers and bathrooms, like their shower heads, their their faucets, and stuff like that. You know, it's weird when it takes up a floor, but at the same time, you're like, oh, this is annoying. But that's like, but everybody has a different taste, and that's literally here. Like, if it isn't, you're going to have to make it custom for yourself because everybody's answering it. And we went and saw um, two 55-plus housing communities. I got two of their show homes there and then went to see a $5.75 million uh, new American home house, which was a concept house for what what the future of American technology and home building and stuff like that was. Which had tons of tech and tons of great idea. Really fancy house. Totally designed for entertainment. And I actually would say it's more of an entertaining facility than it is a house. Not that it isn't livable, but it's so large. Um, and I guess just from my point of view, like the, the tech is just something like, it's for wow factor. It's not cozy, it's wow. And there's an argument for that... Um, that sometimes wow and our, and uh, st- stuff like that shifts around. It was pretty cool, but I, I, I did have to say there were there were uh, things in that house that I didn't like. And I think at a certain point, price point, and a certain customization, your house becomes too much, uh, too unique 
and thus harder to sell to somebody else without massive redesign. And that house felt like the kitchen was huge, like it was totally meant for an entertainment kitchen. Like it had two fixtures of everything. So there's no way in hell that you're ever, if it's just you and your four person family, you're never going to use the kitchen to its advantage. You're never going to need that many fridges. You're never going to need that many stoves. But if you're having like dinner parties every week, Oh sure. And you're having caterers come into it. Oh, that would be, it would be great. Um, definitely fit Las Vegas' style. It couldn't could, the design wouldn't work up in Canada? Um, not the physical shape of the house, but the way of the um, glass doors that they had that went into the balcony. Um, you couldn't have a um, you couldn't have an infinity pool in Cal- Calgary. It would just be too hard. It would have have to be enclosed. It couldn't be exposed because then like three quarters of the year it's closed, or you have to heat it heavily, which doesn't make that um, that reliable. Bullen puts uh, tons of work on it, but it was it was, it was especially family. It it, um, like regular people, like I wouldn't be useful at the space, but definitely some other people would totally take advantage of the space and properly use it, or figure out a better way to do it. I don't know. Just just my opinion on it. It was it was great what they did. Um, interesting that everybody talked about USB plugs. Um, so. Uh, wall outlets with USB in it, and very few places actually displayed them. Um, so just saying, like, interesting that that's how the world's going. It, nobody's really showing it off, besides from a few limited locations. Now I see that, that an office would need one bath. Um, you would pro- why would you ever put one in a bathroom? That's not a good idea. Or or um, a washroom. Um, bedrooms, one on each side of the uh, table, logically for recharging your devices. And then, of course, maybe in a kitchen or living room area where people, like, where guests would congregate and would logically have a place where, hey, your your phone or your device is dying. Here's a way to charge it. Blah blah blah. Just just my opinion. Just just my opinion. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Just going by what I see. Going by what I see about that. And I think that most of these sockets are now being designed small enough that they can work because I know that they're considerably larger because you are taking. A hundred and you are changing. You do need fuck. Um, you need the transformer for the USB system, which is going to use considerably less power and probably less ampage than a regular 120 outlet plug uh, outlet. Um, you know, NEMA style plug would use. You use that's grounded. So you need the transformer to go in the back instead of it being the wall wart. So there's the sacrifice there. There. So that's why they're larger. So some of them I don't know if they fit in the box. I know some do fit in standard electrical boxes that would be used for, for regular, um, regular outlets. Some might be too big, so it's worth figuring that out. Because if it is too big, you either got to return the damn thing or you're gonna have to cut drywall. If it's not too big, perfect. It fits in the same spot. You're barely doing any work here. You've you've done the boxes fine. Maybe you can trim a few, uh, like a centimeter or two more off of the copper wiring. Probably not recommended. I would say push more of the wiring back in, um, back through the box into the wall just so if you ever need it again, it's there because it's easier to... It's always easier to have more than you need than cutting it and then changing things and not having enough. Just my opinion. Um, so now, what else should I talk What else? Uh, oh, yeah, the... Mandatory alcohol screening in Canada, which is which was law in 2018, and then at the end of January, Calgary Police Service posted on their Facebook page saying, 
they're going to ramp up their screenings because originally they were just doing it check, check stops and now they're going to do it at like any pullover. The officers have the thing like they went from 13 devices to now they say they're going to have somewhere around, they said 600 uh, devices out there. So I'm a little annoyed by this. Not by the idea of screening people who have been pulled over for you were suspected docu- um suspected to be intoxicated or something wrong with you and they 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 screen you and they find out okay okay you are drunk now we can charge you you or something like that versus going through the field sobriety test test i don't like how it's immediate how you really don't have a reason to refuse and i think it shouldn't be any pullover i think it should be you need probable cause the police say we don't need reasonable suspicion anymore. It's like, well, that's a huge jump because you need probable cause, actually. Reasonable suspicion was never, never a right thing. Uh, never, never was the uh, terminology used uh, for criminal cases and for attempting to convict people and you know get them to give up their rights. And my also problem is it seems like an invasion of privacy where the police can pull you over for any damn reason. Like, hey, your taillight's out. Blow into this, and then, you, then once I've confirmed you're not drunk... You get your, I'll ask your license for registration and give you tickets. Like, okay, so you're just extending, you're extending the stop. Now, there could be nefarious reasons why they want to extend the stop. There could be completely legitimate reasons they want to extend the stop. I don't care about that because that's, that's for the courts to figure out. I am more annoyed by the fact that, that, um, for me to drive, which in this day and age you absolutely need to do, like uh, Uber or Lyft is not practical for if you're a um, contractor or you're working in places that are hard to get to or something like that. If you're working downtown, mass transit should be the best damn thing. But if it ain't, then Uber and Lyft and the taxi service should be fine. But if you're living, in a, if you're working in a place where vehicles don't normally go, cars don't normally go, Uber and Lyft don't go, like you know, it's it's an industrial district where there's, you know. Really, there's only three or four times a day, like three or four hours out of the entire day, and in those hours, probably like five minutes each time, where there's mass travel to and from those locations. Otherwise, it's pretty much a barren area unless you're working there or picking something up. It doesn't seem like a logical, uh, well, I wouldn't say logical. It seems like a little bit of an impedance. Now, I guess the thing was like, why are we giving up the rights to privacy? And what happened to innocent until proven guilty with regards to motorized transportation? If you will say tr- driving is a privilege, and I agree, yes, it is, but driving handled by the provinces. Now, provinces have reciprocity between them by saying that all provinces agree that the driver's license in one province is viewed as a legitimate license of the other province and all this other stuff. But why didn't the provinces come together and say, okay, we're going to do mandatory alcohol screening? Why did it have to be the federal government to get involved? Now, the federal government's going to argue because the federal government's involved in the criminal cases involving that. But still, that's annoying. And, and how um, the Calgary's own stats say that they've only had 1% convictions based on the test currently. They've had 2 to 3% that have been violated of the uh, provincial rules, which are 0.05 instead of 0.07. So those are fines, um, which ha- have some... Um, I haven't checked it out, but I believe... They they might have demerit status on your driver's license, like you might have you might sustain demerits on it, depending on various other things. But it's mostly fine, so okay. So that means ninety six to ninety seven percent of people who were checked had nothing wrong. Why? And I'm, I'm 
the people who say, oh, just blow, you've got nothing to hide. It's like, well, I didn't vote to give it away. I didn't vote away my right to be guilty until proven innocent. Did you? And if you did, you voted it away for yourself. You didn't vote away for me. And then people who say, oh, just just don't drive if you want to experience it. That's a fucking lazy response, in my opinion. That's a, that's, a, that's a great way for, oh, just don't do this. It's like, if you don't want to experience it, don't do this. Well, it's different when... Uh, uh, and here's the thing. I said, said if you didn't like the Super Bowl halftime commercial, you didn't halftime show, you didn't need to watch it. But that's an option. You don't always have the option to not drive. I mean, sure, there's working from home and stuff, but sometimes, you, you, like, you need a car. You're practically, like, you need a vehicle in North America. This isn't, like, Europe where mass transit's actually very well laid out. This is not, like, New York where uh, walking and biking and stuff like that's well thought out. This is Calgary, Canada, which has ma- major winters, relatively short summers, wet fall, wet su- springs and falls sometimes, Um LRT is has limited places, otherwise you're taking buses. Buses can be overcrowded to empty depending on the time of day. The routes are ran, are are sometimes thought out very well, sometimes are, are legacy pieces of shit. And sometimes, uh, you know, if you're a contractor, yeah, gotta drive. If you're doing anything in, in a location where buses ain't getting... If, let's say you work out in Airdrie. Well, there's no bus that's going to take you out to Airdrie. Let's say you work in Cochrane. There's no bus that works in Cochrane that's going to take you out to Cochrane to take you to your bus stop. Well, I shouldn't say that. There are, but you're going to get to this then like town hall, and then you're going to have to get a cab, and that's impractical. Takes way more time versus driving. Thing. Thing. So that's that's a really just that's a really uh, low logistical thought out out response. And um, I'm not being critical of these people just to say, you know, fuck you. I'm saying, like, you're so high up on your thing. Like, oh, I've never done anything wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if some of you actually are the ones doing this. Like, I find that people who virtual signal saying, like, oh, we need to check, sometimes are some of the worst offenders of it and get away with it. And by the way, if you're driving drunk and that you get caught, you get the book slammed at you. And I completely agree with that. Completely agree with it because a you made a conscious decision to risk your life and others. However, for those of us who have not driven, been well intoxicated by alcohol or various other substances, we have consciously made the decision to say we will not risk our lives and other people's lives to do this. But because we have made that decision, and some of us may slip up. I personally don't even drink alcohol, so probably won't even slip up ever. Um, I shouldn't say I haven't drank an alcohol. I should say that I have not drank an alcohol in products of beer, wine, liquor. There is minute alcohol in all, all the juices in most Coca-Cola and pops, stuff like that. There's minute bits of alcohol, but nowhere near that you could get intoxicated of it without suffering like other things like sugar poisonings and various other poisoning effects. So, So there's that. Um. So I wonder if some of them are that, and for all the people who bring up the case of like their family members or friends have died and things like, my heart goes out to you. I understand where your thought process is, but it's, but it's the same thought process, unfortunately, which is some guy shot up a mall, therefore all with this gun, therefore all these guns need to be banned. 
It's not the criminal who did it. It's the fact that everyone who uses the machine is it. So uh, to make this to my next logical conclusion, well, next time somebody dies in a drunk driving accident, accident, let's just take all the cars away. Everybody loses their right to tr- to uh, everybody loses their privilege of driving because it's the same prohibitionary belief of taking away firearms is going to stop firearm related murders. There's cultural issues here that need to be solved, solved in just banning or creating these um, stiff penalties. Now, I'm fine with the civil penalties, but for punishing people who have not transgressed and have not done anything wrong, for them to be, um, what's the word, uh, inconvenienced and potentially humiliated, and at some point, you, you're going to find an officer who's just completely office rocker who's going to, well, you know, you're going to find a couple of bad officers in the police force. I don't know about Calgary, but in some police forces in Canada are going to abuse this, and some officers, maybe even Calgary might abuse in a, might abuse the system. Do you really want that uh, that to have a ch- chance? I'd rather be innocent until proven guilty. The get drunk guy to be presumed innocent until proven guilty by the correct test than everybody presumed to be guilty until we blow into a damn tube and say we're innocent. Just my opinion on it. And I'm willing to bet that uh, ride-sharing apps like Uber and Lyft have done way more to reduce drunk driving accidents than anything else. I'm taking this as everybody's an individual and everybody should be approached as if based on the merits of their individuality and the the context of the interaction. If the person has a broken taillight, how do you know he's drunk? You don't. Officer goes up. Hey, does he smell alcohol on him? No. What's the point? Was he swerving anywhere? Was he merging lanes? Was he sig- changing lanes without signaling? Was he... Did he seem to be driving too fast and have bad reaction time or various other things? Or was it literally his just his taillight was broken and that's the reason it pulled you over? If only the taillight was broken, get him a, give him a ticket, a citation for the taillight and move on. Hey, he, he forgot to signal when he left his driveway. Don't pull him over for being a drunk on that. Just give him a warning. Give that person a warning. I don't know why. I don't know why it's this way. And, um, and yeah, so, so, um, anyway, they talk about how many nations are used this, how they claim Ireland has reduced its, um, alcohol, uh, death rates for it. Now I could not find that evidence out. I could only find the broad national trends. I couldn't find, um, alcohol related. I could just find car crash deaths in Ireland. So I don't know what source the Canadian government used. Also interesting in their paper that, um, that talks about the law. They don't. They don't have any citations for any evidence. They say that it brought a forty percent drop in um, in death, really alcohol related deaths in Ireland. I would love to see the statistics on that because if it's true, hey, you may have won me over, but I can't find them, and nobody's displaying that for me. I can't even find them on the Irish government's um, road safety website, which you think would be having it. Now, maybe it might be on some, like, you know, JSTAR or, like, academic journal, stuff like that, which, unfortunately, I can't access anymore because my university student, I'm not willing to pay the ridiculous fuck-ton amount of money taxes those systems are. But you think that information would be displayed, like, hey, we've done this mandatory alcohol screening, and driving deaths dropped, and, by the way, these are not correlated, these, this can be correlated to directly these. It's not the same broad trend where just driving deaths have been going down for years and years. Which I looked up, like, I, I, that fluctuates a lot in multiple countries, so 
I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe alcohol-related deaths are going down, but other related deaths, such as texting and driving, which is obviously is dangerous, if not sometimes more dangerous, just because it's more instantaneous. Like, you can stop somebody from being drunk. Like, you can detect them at a party and say, like, hey, don't do this, and the police can stop them maybe fast enough if they're able to shine. A, te- a person who texts on their cell phone, that can go from, like, five seconds of everything's fine to, oh, I got a text message, bam, dead. That's a much more um, instantaneous threat to other people and themselves versus alcohol, which is definitely a chronic event. By chronic, I mean it's over a period of time. And that doesn't make it any better. But I'm saying that this, the using the cell phone, which I'm holding, I'm holding my cell phone in my hand right now when I'm making these points. Again, no video. <laughs> Fuck me on that one. <laughs> but uh, just the idea of the prop, like if I'm driving on the road and somebody text messaged me, if I'm an asshole, idiot, I'm going to answer that. Oh, and I'm not at a red light. I'm still driving. Oh, I'm going to type in a boom, rear end somebody. Maybe, maybe run at crosswalk when a five-year-old kid's going across it. And I know that's been on the rise. The distracted driving issue has been on the rise in Canada. And it doesn't seem like it's getting slowed down. Because people think, oh, I can get around this. I don't think that's right. They need to... Like, that is something that, unfortunately... That is an event where, unless you see it happen, you can't really, again, blame everybody for it. Now, they've gone to the Bluetooth system. Now, I have Bluetooth in my Jeep. It doesn't work with my text messaging app. But really, if I absolutely need to send a text message very quickly, I will like pull into a gas station or do some, or pull off the road and park somewhere and do it. At this point, that's where I thought it's way safer for me to waste two minutes to go and park, find a place safely to park to respond than it is to drive and try to type it in. I've I did that when the law was just coming into effect, and after a few days of trying to be like sneaky or being an idiot and thinking, "Oh, I'm doing fine," it's the red light. Now I won't even do it. It's like, nope, it's. It's in my pocket. They can call me. So that's about it um, about that. Uh, the coronavirus is just, you know, it's it's uh, it's going crazy. See, um, we do have evidence that it seems like China did really, really, really um, hide... Hide, well not, or not really hide it, but neglected to act on it in early December when this virus is really getting taken off. And we're slow to react in, in, uh, in January because of the major frick. I'm trying to remember um, the, like the, the major session of go- Chinese government where all like the prefectures, not prefectures, but like all the areas come together into like a giant general assembly. I guess it's, it's part of it. And they have their yearly talk about things and how they really want to hide uh Evidence of it, like the people in Wuhan really didn't want to discuss it because it would look bad before the Chinese federal government that they weren't doing their job, so they kind of dismissed it. So now we know that what's what's generally caused it was both um, eating bat, bat-related soups as well as this market that it was in had live animals for sale and dead animals for sale and was just in terrible cleaning conditions that have been I believe sanitized now, but have been described as just terrible. Um, more people are getting infected. We've got more people on two cruise ships that have confirmed cases where more people are getting infected did, um, as the time goes on. One in Japan, which went from like three infections to 35 inf- cases now in like two days or so. So 
It is getting a, that. That is a interesting event. Like we are entering, we could potentially enter a pandemic. Like, uh, and that could, could be an epidemic soon, and could enter a pandemic, just because of how easy it is traveling around the world. Um, apparently, uh, Department of Homeland Security may have, uh, and CDC may have accidentally released a patient in, um, in the uh, west coast of the United States. Not sure about that. Just saw the headline. Did not read up on it. So, could be fake news. Could be misreported information that they accidentally let him out of one spot and actually he still had them. Um, just an interesting, uh, interesting way of how the world spreads the information around very quickly. What is like? It's not terrifying. Like the the virus is definitely terrifying. I shouldn't say that. Um, but when you look at it, nineteen twenty three had the Spanish uh, flu. Uh, 1820s, we had a, ma- a plague event. 1720s, we had a plague event. So, like, for the past 400 years, on, well, the past 300 years, really, like, the past three centuries, we've had, on the 20th year of a new century, we've had a flu. We've had a major plague-like event. A, a major um, pathogen spread throughout the world and kill a lot of people. 2020, will it be any different? Will we be the fourth century in a row to suffer this way? Seven, eight, yeah. All right. Probably. Will it be as bad? I don't think so, because our, our health expectancy is just considerably better. Better. Our medication is better. Our move on the stuff. It's still 18 months, potentially, before a vaccine is created for this. <clears throat> but it doesn't mean that we can't get on it. We can't find these symptoms faster. We can't respond to it faster. I guess the, the, the question starts to become, in the world, how far do we let this go? Like, like do we start quarantining countries off? Um, what is seen as too, hum- humane of a, um, too humane to human rights to protect others? This is where it becomes a debate of that. So we'll see what's going to happen, what's, what's going forward. Hopefully it doesn't get much worse. Um, that this gets stabilized soon and that we can calm down. But if it hits certain places that have very lax immigration control, it could spread very extremely fast. Right now, we're lucky that, um, besides from China's like slow response to this, any every other nation who's been dealing with it has responded quite um, quite aggressively and has done a good job of keeping the virus and the cases quarantined. Now, it sucks for the cruise ship people because they're in an enclosed environment and they're completely quarantined and everyone's now potentially at risk so um that sucks and that's also not to get distracted from the hong kong freedom protests that are still going on (coughs) journalist michael yon was uh deported from hong kong trying to cover it recently so now he's back in thailand um covering it from his command center in thailand meanwhile he's got friends that are still in hong kong releasing videos and <clears throat> you know, keep fighting for, for for a free Hong Kong. And yeah, so I'll bring up my dog, Trigger. He's been a great addition to my house. Um, Very good boy, very good boy. Getting better all the time. After this podcast, I'm going to go upstairs and just give a quick uh, check on him. But, you know, three months in and he's only gotten to the occasional accident. He had one last night. Um, Hasn't had one today so far. Um, besides from last night, had practically none since the Super Bowl. So, you know, they can't, you know, I think that one was he didn't even know he had it until he did. 
So that's that's just mm, this happens. It's sad, but it does happen. And what does we move on? But oh, he's such a gem. He's such a f- freaking gem to play around with. He is so fun, so cuddly, um, so full of love and energy. Uh, just looking to get a second set of shots. He'll get some more uh, in a month. So in Mar- by March fifteenth, he'll have his last shots, and then he'll be able to be around every dog, and we'll go to off-leash parks. But right now, he's mostly playing with my parents' dog, uh, Charlie, who's a white golden doodle, who's 75% poodle, 25% doodle um, retriever. I mean, Trigger is much more of a 50-50 split, and he's more on the retriever side, I would say. But he's such a cuddly, friendly little guy. Very smart. Didn't take him that long at all to pick up sit, um... He goes and signals to the uh, door as much as he can. So, just again, improving. Ah, now into Blizzard and their Warcraft 3 remaster. of Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos, and, Throws and the Frozen Throne. Holy shit, did that not go well. Uh, I don't know who at Blizzard thought that would be a good idea to release it in that state, especially since the next topic I'm going to talk about, Anthem, was arguably terrible, but Anthem was the eleventh best-selling game of two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen. It's just just insane. Like Anthem made its money back. Crazy, you know they're doing that. But really, like tons of other video gamers and YouTubers and streamers, and gaming journalists have covered this. But it's just like, really, Blizzard, really. I don't trust Blizzard anymore. I, I, you know, the last Blizzard game I played was StarCraft Two, uh, Wings of Liberty. Haven't played any more since then. I thought, ah, oh, maybe I'll give Warcraft Three and Frozen Throne a, uh, a try, install the updates. But it's like I'm gonna see what updates I can get installed too. I'm gonna find uh, secondary updates and not launch through Battle.net because I don't fucking want mine to be ruined. Apparently, they bricked some of the uh, bricked. Some, well, it didn't brick, but. They damaged the custom play of the old game to make so now they're in the same infrastructure as the new game. It's like, oh god, that's stupid. Now there was some things they did. Um, one was about their claim of ownership of mods and custom maps, custom game types. I understand where they're coming from there. As of everyone else, they missed the Dota train, so now they don't want to miss it. Especially since Heroes of the Storm really didn't take off as a clone; wasn't really that good. So I, I get that. But at the same time, they have Overwatch. So, back down. It seems like Blizzard's phoning it in. Like, sure, oh, Diablo 4 is coming eventually. But Overwatch 2 is just a screw-on to Overwatch, um, which I haven't played either of those two. Um, haven't played any of the Diablos. Felt like playing some of the Diablos. Now I don't want to give Blizzard any of my money. So, it's, a, it's this weird case where, like, again, one of, one of my favorite publishers and developers from the past have now been completely corroded. I used to love EA when they bought Westwood. I love them. And then though Command and Conquer is dead and it's just like, oh fuck. <sighs> so hopefully Blizzard really finds their way and was able to tell the Activision and the investor side, like, let us make good games and we'll make money back. If you're only worried about dollar profit vit versus expenses, we're gonna be we'll have a few great years of looking good and then people are gonna hate us. Unfortunately, there are just some people who will buy any game from any from everybody from Blizzard. They'll buy all the games from Blizzard that's ever been made, and it's just there's no question of that. 
Then we've got Anthem. Anthem from Bioware is being rebuilt as Anthem 2.0. Um, I'm happy I didn't buy Anthem <laughs> from this. Like, holy shit, did that have a rough launch? And that's an understatement. That's an understatement in that case. So it's getting a full rebuild, practically. Well, Angry Joe has a way better coverage of this, so go watch his. Um, he used to say, I really hope the, the rebuild is worth something at the end for those who are going to play around, and hopefully they don't fucking over-monetize the damn thing to make the money back from the rebuild. Almost felt like it would be better just to abandon it and just be like, we're going to move on to something better. Like, fuck, we, we, we screwed this one up. And then this weekend, my brother's company, uh, my brother and his and his wife's company, I should amend to say, uh, they're part of the Airdrie um, Alberta Winter Games opening ceremony this Friday. And I'll be ha- sort of helping with that. Um, I'm planning to take some video of it and post it on Facebook and stuff like that. Hopefully, hopefully I don't get freaking content ID'd bullshit down the, the balance too. But we'll see what happens. Um Anyway, that's about it for this episode. Ran quite through quickly, but because of Trigger, didn't really want to keep him uh, keep him distracted for too long. So I'm gonna c- close it here. So the audio only pickle, um, season three, episode one. Thank you for tuning in.